Have you ever had any near-death experiences while out in nature? Yes. My junior year of high school, I was on the cross-country team. And every so often, we did what we called the shenanigans day, where like we would still kind of run and do, you know, a rain that we're supposed to, <laughs> but a lot of goofing off would happen or just like playing around in the woods. Still running a lot of it. but So we're out in the middle of the woods, and we found a big tree on the edge of the field that had this awesome vine that we were using as like a rope swing. And so you know, I can see where this is going. all of us are taking turns swinging on it. And I run and I finally take my turn doing it a couple times and I grab it to swing and I just drop right back to the ground. And I look up in this like 30 foot long branch. That's probably, I don't know, not quite a foot in diameter is just falling. And I froze. I couldn't move a muscle. <laughs> like, it, everything just slowed down, and this giant branch, which is going to crush me and kill me, is just falling from, like, 30 feet up in the air. And it literally goes within inches of my face and just lands on the ground. And I just look up to everybody. Everyone's got this, like, crazed, just shocked faces looking at me. We're all just like, did that just happen? But then we were okay. So we just laughed it off and just continued on our way. And so, Did you do any more shenanigans on that day? Not to that degree. <laughs> I mean, we probably just we ran through some cornfields and then back on the road and ended back up uh, at the high school. That is a wild story. What about you? Oh, there is this waterfall that I have jumped off probably hundreds of times um, out in upstate New York. And... I was going there with some of my friends. We were really excited because it's always, always fun to go jump off the waterfall. And that that time of year, though, it had all the snow had just melted. And it was like a lot of water, like a, way more water coming down the river than there usually is. But I didn't think anything of it, which I should have thought something of it. Um, and I was the first person to jump off the, the waterfall because I've done it so many times. Jumped in and the waterfall, like kept me underwater like I, I landed in the water but because there was so much water it was it pushed me down and was keeping me underwater luckily I had jumped really far out from the the top of the waterfall and so I wasn't in the 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 barrel which is like where it can Swirling keep it, it can keep you under and you could just oh die so I jumped out far enough but it still it pulled me under and I was probably under for like 10 seconds and I popped up like way down the river because there was so much white water and I, my friend was going to like jump in after me, like not to save me, but cause he also wanted to jump off the waterfall. I was like, do not jump. And like, I somehow was able to convince him because I was like, I was pushed underwater for like 10 seconds. Like this was, I, I was scared that I wasn't going to make it back up. Um, so it was terrifying. That's awful. <laughs> and, uh, cause I jumped off that waterfall too. And we did it together. It was just a fun experience. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh yeah, there, there really was no danger um, I guess you could if you were trying to be some do something stupid, like maybe jump when the white water, like the, so much water is coming down <laughs> that it's going to keep you under. So that was terrifying, and uh, I have jumped off it since. I've taken my little sisters there. We jumped off it, but not when there was that much water coming down the river. So that was pretty terrifying. Welcome to IndyQ. Today we are talking about the game A Short Hike. Paul, would you like to explain what A Short Hike is? Yeah. A short hike is simply a 3D platformer uh, where you're going along, interacting with other characters in the world, solving different little challenges, fetch quests or puzzles, uh, having some collectibles and aiming towards a goal. And 
I think the best way to describe this game is this game is just so delightful. It is just a super chill, relaxing, enjoyable experience. There's no stakes. There's no trying to save the world. There's no villains. It's just a short a, hike. A short hike. Uh, experiencing this beautiful little island as the little bird character that you are. Uh, and just having just a pleasant time experiencing nature and going on this said hike. And I feel like we even asked that question of like being out in nature because that's exactly what kind of happens on this short hike. There's obstacles that you're trying to get through, not necessarily like life-threatening obstacles, but uh, things that uh, when you're on a hike, you might encounter. Um, but it is very cute. And I, I was thinking of the word charming. It's just like you're this little character and you're interacting with the other residents of the island. They're all little anthropomorphic animals. And so they're all cute, you know. I think they're cuter than like um, Animal Crossing characters, in my personal opinion. But like that kind of vibe of just like these cute animal creatures who are all just like, you know, these guys are out for a jog. These guys are training for their race. These are the rock climbers or the, the park ranger. Right. Like just a fun cast of, of characters that, who through very small amounts of dialogue and interaction with it, you like really feel a connection with a lot of them. Yeah. And it is actually like I've had many experiences going on hikes and just meeting random people and connecting with them and having a, a really fun time just like talking to them and then going and getting dinner with them later. I've had a number of different experiences of doing that. And that's what this game kind of feels like. It's like you're going on this adventure, you're going on this hike and there are people that you could like hang out with for a little while, talk with them for a little while, meet them and learn something about them and then maybe spend a little bit extra time with them and then go on your way and never see them again. This game really is reminiscent to me of our lives when we went upstate New York uh, working at summer camp, YMCA camp up there. Just just gives me that feeling, that sense of nature and experience and just the interacting with people. And so for me, combining that aspect of me having some memories that are really associated with the, um, the, the setting of the game mixed with this game is kind of like a simple Mario level, just like one world, a 3D Mario, where you just like, it is just, pleasant to control and so I feel like I was getting hit with nostalgia on two ends of just the gameplay is so familiar to me of like you're just going around collecting things doing simple video game quests or challenges right and then mixed with this real life tangible memories that I have of my time up in New York with you I just they came together to, I just just playing this in the winter too um, I played it a couple weeks back when it was still, you know, icy and snowy out. It was just, like, cozy. I just took a deep breath and took it in. It was just really nice. You were saying, like, earlier before we started recording that this game feels nostalgic before you'd ever played it before. Yes. And I think you were kind of explaining that, but I think that that's a kind of a cool thing that a game could be nostalgic, but you had never even interacted with it before. Had you? How did you uh, come across this game? Um... I'd seen the game mentioned by a YouTuber that I enjoy, Rasmutin, and I, he talks a lot about different indie games, and I've, I've found that my tastes in games align up so much with his, and I have not, I mean, I haven't played everything he's recommended, but everything I have played that he's recommended has skyrocketed to being some of my favorite gaming experiences I've ever mm -hmm. had. Yeah. 
I, so I had not ever heard of the game, and you were like, we should do this game. Like, you had you had played it, you would booted it up, and it's like, it's such a, like, a charming game. Like, we need to play this for the queue. And I was like, I'm in. That sounds great. Um, we haven't really kind of mentioned what your purpose on this hike is as of yet, but you're playing as this bird character, Claire, and she is without cell phone coverage, which... You don't really need your cell phone. But she needed to call her mom. But her aunt tells her if she climbs to the top of the mountain that she'll have cell phone coverage and she can call her mom. So that's like the only direction you have at the beginning of the game. It's just like you're trying to be able to call your mom um, with your cell phone that doesn't have coverage right now. Um, and then you're set free. There's no like checkpoints. You need to get to this. You need to do the X, then Y, then Z. There's no like order of things that you need to do. You're just going on your hike and you interact with the characters that you interact with. And there's probably characters that you interacted with that I never even met and vice versa. There's probably interactions that I had with characters that you never experienced because we didn't go down the same path. Yeah. And it's just, I, I enjoy the fact that like, there's this one end goal you're going to, but there's so many different trails that you can take to get there. And so many different people that you're going to meet. And you know, it's very possible if you're trying to 100% it. You're, you know, obviously going to see everybody. It's not like this crazy huge game that I don't think it would take very long to 100%. I'm sure I was pretty close. But there's probably a couple things I didn't I didn't do. Right. But it just, it's a, you know, a short game. You can beat it in a sitting or two. But Did you I play it in one sitting or two? Sitting? I played it in two sittings. Um, just because I had started later at night. And I, you know, I didn't want to stay up till six in the morning playing it. <laughs> you know the game even though i really enjoyed it but also because i didn't want my experience to end yeah i was just having such a good time with it and there's a bunch of fun little mechanics in it which like i think there's there's a fishing mini game there's a couple other challenges that are like they're not super deep but they're just like beach stick ball i love beach stick ball <laughs> Do you, did you enjoy that your experience with that? I, I, I played it once, got and I got to 20 the first time I tried, and I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun little game, but it was like, I moved on to the next one pretty quickly. There's another prize you can get if you get, <clears throat> I believe, to 40 hits. And I, I kept trying, I tried to, I think I got to upwards 70 or 80 hits one really? time, just to see if there was anything else, and then I didn't find anything else, but I just... I enjoyed the characters that were there. <laughs> they were very, yeah. they're so fun and pleasant. And I would say even all of the, all the characters, I don't think anybody is uh, antagonistic at all. It's a very positive game. Uh, maybe, maybe I didn't just, experience anybody that was. Angry. Yeah, it's just like people are. It's it's people that are enjoyable to be around. And they're happy to see you. Happy to and see you and talk and t share some nice thing to share with you. It's a very positive game. Did you have a moment or characters that like? Was it just your favorite, most enjoyable experience? I, I I was playing this and my wife, Grace, was like watching me play. And she was just like, she loved the characters. She was having a great time just sitting there watching. And she doesn't usually watch me play video games. So I'm like, Grace, you should you should like sit down and watch me play this. And she loved every second of it. Um, but one of the things that we laughed hardest about was you can rent a boat. Oh, I love that. And you can rent this boat and like you can like, just zoom around the island like really really fast and so at this point in the game like there's a like a fetch quest to like find 25 shells or something like that so i was just driving around but i was, so i would like jump out of the boat and the boat would like smash onto the beach and then it would like make this huge clanking noise 
Um, and then Grace is like, let's see how far you can make it up on the beach in the boat. So I just like, drive it as fast <laughs> as I could and try to get all the way as far up on the beach. So I'm like on the, the, the land, like completely on the land in my boat. And then I'm like, okay, well, how do I get back? And it would slowly move in the direction I was trying to drive, but it was way worse at driving on land, obviously, cause it's a boat. <laughs> but, uh, that was just really funny. Just like zooming around in the boat, slamming into islands. Grace is like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's not like super easy to like control like fine-tuned control but it was just really funny just like slamming into random things i really enjoyed the quest of one of the characters involving the bow i just think it was it's just a very charming fun experience that i totally related with as far as like oh, i have access to this boat and this is freedom for me because i have this mode of transportation yeah uh made me think of not any specific moments but just we grew up on a lake, just a little fishing lake, and we had a pontoon boat and a little <laughs> rowboat. Just, I remember times where you know we finally we got the, the permission from dad that we could just take them out if we wanted to. Uh huh. Um, and right now it's just bringing back memories of uh, when we tried to make your up, uh, application video for Survivor. I love that video. And uh, it was just I don't know. Every there's just so many little things about this game that just brought back memories of different aspects of my life. Yeah. And I just, it just made me smile every time, you know, you just kind of sit there or simple things is just like the fishing mini game. It was just really chill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not deep at all. It's just, you throw your line out there and then if a fish bites it, you reel it in. And, but like your character, the animation, you know, you sit there for a while, your character will sit down on the ground. It's just like chilling there. Yeah. And the, the music is just really, Calming. It matches the the, vibes the vibe of, of the, the games, game. and so it's just it was just like I just kind of want to sit here for a little bit and just have my fishing fishing line out and just experience this moment. One thing we didn't mention about the game is the main collectible of the game are these feathers, which allow you to flap your wings more times, basically double jumps. So uh, you can you know collect many feathers. I think I had upwards of like fifteen or so towards the end of the game. So you can. You know, places that were hard for you to get to early in the game, you can just, like, jump 15 times in a row. You get up there very easily. The, yes. Um, they also are basically your energy gauge for if you're sprinting um, anywhere. You know, your feathers slowly, you know, go yeah. run out, and then you have to stop sprinting and let the, them charge back up. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just a perfect connection for me between this collectible that you're looking for is also a power-up. Makes so, you more powerful, yeah. It's like you're able to go find this thing and do a challenge and then it makes other challenges easier. It's just a really nice cascading uh, effect of like, I want to find more because it makes me more powerful and because collectathons are just, it's fun to collect things. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite moments in the game, uh, there's like a cliff that's like over, overlooking your your house. And when you're standing on the cliff, you can like yell down to your aunt who is like sitting at the bonfire. Did you? I did this. this. Okay. And I thought it was so funny. And you're just like, hey, aunt, like, how are you doing? She's like, I'm doing good, honey. And she's like, they're yelling back and forth. He's like, what are we having for dinner? And it's like, I, I forget what it was, uh, what, what they were having for dinner. 
Um, but it was like she like yells back what you're having for dinner. And at the end of the game, when you get back home, she's like, I think we're just gonna make hot dogs instead. It seems easier to make hot dogs today. <laughs> but I just thought it was so cute and funny. Like your character is like screaming off of the the cliff down to Ant, who is sitting at the campfire outside of their house. Um, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite challenges in the game is there's a character who wants to race you yeah. to different points. And so you'll find the character throughout the level. And I think very smartly, they cap off how many feathers you can use in the different races. So it's not like, oh, I have 15 feathers and this is the four feather race. Yeah. I'm just going to destroy them. But that little bit of like just that the competition. Race, competition was just very enjoyable. And then so there's multiple of these challenges throughout. And at the very end, after you've completed the hike all the way to the top, uh, there was like this one final big challenge where you're racing to the very top of the mountain. And I think it was the one that was the most fun for me. It was just like, you have all of your feathers that you have access to and just like, cause it's a short hike and then you can make the hike when you're fully powered up pretty quick, really quickly. It's a very short hike, but I think it's just cool to see the progression of like, this took you all this gameplay to get to the top. And now you're going to have basically a race in like a minute or two. Where you're getting like up the there. whole thing, yeah, just like speed seeing the whole game. As we've been continuing to like go through different games, I'm starting to realize that you are a, a, a much more philosophical gamer than I than I am naturally. I think I I just kind of zone out sometimes in games. And some some games like purposely bring out like thinking about a specific thing, like playing a short hike. It just makes you think about going on a hike yourself but i can relate to that like a lot of games it's like running through hell and killing things like i can't really relate to that in a personal level but you can have some philosophical like discussions and thoughts about that i, I don't know i've really appreciated that as we've been going through these games it's like you bringing up those ideas like oh what is what is this game trying to say to us um i don't know i think that that's that's kind of cool one of the things that i was thinking of in that regard though is like when you're playing a short hike did you ever think, think like, man, I just kind of want to go actually go do something like this in real life instead of doing it in the game? I think that pretty much constantly in my life. I, just, <laughs> I very much enjoy, like, outdoorsy, challenging adventure stuff. And I don't have a ton of opportunity uh, or people who want to do it with me or just availability to with where we live. Yeah. I have some. Lately, my, my son, who's uh, almost turning three... Uh, I've been taking him to a, a park we have in town um, that has some pretty decent hikes, hiking areas. There's a little dam, and it's got some decent elevation change for being just a really small contained park. And uh, he loves it. He calls it going for an adventure at the waterfall. And so, like, experiencing that as a dad has is, is been really fun and exciting. And, uh, some similarities for, for this, yeah. this game of just, like, seeing it differently because you're like i'm not this the hike itself is not super enthralling to me i mean it's fun i enjoy doing it but like seeing it through his eyes yeah is just like it makes me so happy like to have this experience where he's like i'm doing this with my dad and mm-hmm. i love doing it with him and being with him it's just like oh, it just gets me sometimes yeah i feel like i really enjoy those types of things but i don't like prioritize doing those things a lot of times in my life, like going on a hike or doing some like challenging physical activity, like I'm kind of just can be stuck in the things that I'm doing in life and just kind of 
repeating the same things, going to work, hanging out with friends. But like, um, it's easy to live life without challenging yourself, I think. I am in the, the point where I feel like I daydream about these challenges or these things. And some of it is... And I don't always, like, act on them. Some of that is the fact that I've done with a lot of health issues these last, you know, last decade or so. And so it's made a lot of things more challenging. But, like, I was talking to my wife the other day and I was like, like what would you, like, say, like, are my things that I like to do? And she says, you like to challenge yourself and, like, have challenges and adventures, are, like, super important to you. And you don't do that and notice that you're not as happy. And so I think that's definitely the case for me that, this game also kind of tickles that, like, desire. Which I also think is super dangerous. Because I think video games are so easy to hit that dopamine hit of, like, feeling like you're actually going on an adventure or doing something meaningful and satisfying. And... It's just escapism. It's just escapism. escapism yeah. But it, it, I think it triggers a lot of the same um, mental... Desires. Desire. But, but it tricks your brain into thinking that you are actually accomplishing stuff. I think so many... Specifically men, I think, more likely to fall into it. But I'm sure there's lots of women, too, who are just like, life sucks, I don't like it, but I can escape into video games and feel like I'm doing something something where you're actually kind of not. And so it's this weird mix, because I love video games, but I also am kind of aware that they're, like, it's not real life, and they don't really... They don't add... Add meaning to your life. Mm -hmm. Even though they do add enjoyment, and entertainment is fine. Yeah. But... We're make, we have a literal podcast where <laughs> each week we're reviewing or talking about different games. But yeah, I totally agree. It, it, we can get our priorities so mixed up in life. I feel like that's the downfall of probably most people is our priorities are out of whack. Um, and I think in my, in my own life, just thinking about, I think I really struggle with escapism and like, if I'm feeling down about something instead of like really like trying to delve into that issue, it's just like, I'll just, I just don't want to deal with this right now. Um, and it's not that I'm never going to deal with it, but I think it's dangerous to like, I don't want to deal with this negative emotion. And I feel like that's, I've realized that maybe over the last five years that I don't really know how to deal with negative emotion super well. And I'm a generally very positive person. Like, that's something that people have told me for years and years and years that I'm just, they've never seen me angry. They've never seen me upset. Um, you got a front row seat to seeing a lot more emotions because you're my brother, but a lot of the people that I know, they maybe have seen me be sad once and they've never seen me like act out angry at all. Even though I might be frustrated and like annoyed and stuff like that, they've never seen me angry. Um, you think you mask that in humor and just like, trying to act positively or you... I think I I think I really am actually positive like that is I like I like talking about inside out and like what is the emotion the Pixar movie inside out which like emotion is your the driving emotion in most of your life and for me like joy is definitely my driving emotion um but kind of like in the movie like Riley is incapable of really letting other emotions drive. And you feel like that really represents you as well? Like, yeah, and in some cases, I feel like I'm, I'm not a 12-year-old girl who moved from Minnesota. But, like, in some regards, yeah, like, I want, I just want the joy of life. And I would rather avoid the, the 
specifically like sadness and anger. Um, those are the maybe two that are that that bother me the most. Those negative emotions, and I I feel like I I said this to people before. I don't feel like I handle negative emotions like I just don't I, like go really into them. I'm like I'd rather say I'm feeling sad right now. Uh, okay, I acknowledge that I'm sad. Now stop being sad and go do something that's gonna make me happy. Because of that, did you feel like you connected differently with this game? Um, because it didn't explicitly deal with that, but I feel like just the general story, I don't want to spoil anything, is like, Claire, I feel like, is dealing with some of those same exact things that you're talking about. I don't know if I felt like necessarily a connection in in that regard to my own life. It's more just, I guess we're talking about this idea mm-hmm. that's coming up. Yeah. I'm also curious, like, what did you, just reflecting back on the game now, like, what do you think the message of the game was? Hmm. This is me just, you know, spitballing here. But the, th- the first thing that comes to my mind is that, like, go and live life. Adventure and try new things, I feel like is, like, don't be afraid. Maybe are some of the, the themes that I would say are, like, put forward in the game. Yeah, I definitely felt, for, for me, the thing that was brought to my attention as far as messaging is that um, a lot of things that we find meaningful when we look back at our lives started off really mundane mm-hmm. and the message is if you're not doing stuff you know going out there experiencing life if you're just caught up in your phone you know face down in you know entertainment which is so easy to do um that you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff that's going to be meaningful. Even if it, you know, this is a silly, like, she wants to get cell phone service. But it, it seems like throughout this process that she has all of these interactions with people in the real world, not just online. That she's uh, accomplishing these physical challenges. And I think, you know, I mean, it's a make-believe story. But this character would look back on her life and be like, hey, that summer where I went with my aunt to the island and I went on that short hike. That was really meaningful to me. Look back very fondly. I, I can think of, there's so many things in my life where it's just like, it seems really mundane or little or repetitive, but like so much of that is what makes up our life. And we look back at our life, you know, when I look back at my you know time with my son, it's a lot of these small moments that just are done over and over again. Where we're like, wow, we, we go for bike rides together or play at the park. It's like, they're not exciting necessarily. They don't sound exciting. You know, right. going on a short hike doesn't sound crazy exciting, but it's like, they matter and they mean something. I think it's really cool how that game really builds into that that sense of like, yeah. outside is important, which I also think works really well with the fact that it's such a short game. Because the message of the game is kind of like, hey, stop being on technology and go outside. And the fact that it's a short game, that's its message, you can very easily finish the game and then go outside. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like some game that really wanted to like, you know, Fill it with so yeah. much stuff where you're just like constantly trying to do the next thing in the game, which would counter counterbalance the message that the <laughs> game was presenting. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that, but that's very true. Like the 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 brevity of the game allows for the message of the game to potentially influence you. Yeah. The other thing I think is super interesting. Um, I've heard this concept that there are two types of fun. Mm-hmm. There's type one fun, which is like immediate like going on a roller coaster ride. It's like there's an adrenaline rush. 
you didn't like do anything, but you got to experience going watching a movie. I would consider like type one fun. Yeah, like you got to experience something, and you, but you just kind of existed in it. And then there's type two fun, which typically, but not always, is done with other people, and it's when you're doing something that kind of sucks <laughs> and you're not always enjoying it in the moment but when you look back at it it's like wow that was amazing yeah um which ironically could also be part of the theme park experience the type one fun is riding the rides the type two fun is waiting in line and like having that friendship and that yeah. you know that conversation with your friends while you're waiting for a ride but uh, going on some crazy adventure yeah uh, and it rains the whole time you can't be you, yeah. you get yeah camping i was thinking about the time we went to the uh, South Manitou Island uh, off the coast in, in Lake Michigan and we were hiking and <laughs> we're idiots and we're wearing flip-flops because we were just going to be on the main path, right? It wasn't going to be anything. But then we decided to like go through the underbrush and like we're just going to cut across here and get to the beach really fast. It was not very fast and we had somebody had to climb a tree in order we to like ruined camping for one of our friends this was his first experience like, but looking back that's what i love that experience it was, it was so, so type two fun yeah and it's and like people got like poison ivy really bad and it was awful but it was wonderful yeah we were walking through it was and then we we got back to our campsite like way after dark and that was not the plan whatsoever and like it was hard and like kind of crazy and in the moment it was like we're lost and we don't know where we are but afterwards i guess for us Sorry, Chase. Um, but for us, we, it was like, that was so fun. and such a fun, like, memory thinking about. Yeah. And I think it's really funny that this game, we are experiencing type one fun of playing the video game while the character is experiencing type two fun yeah. of, like, going on this crazy adventure that wasn't always necessarily the easiest thing for the character. So I think we just basically covered so much with this game. I think it's time that we put it on the queue is where... Where it should be rated, what, you know, do you have a sense of where you want to start? I feel like I, I should like come into it with like a spot, like pre, pre thought of like, where should this, like, where should we aim to start? But I usually come in like, I don't know where, it, where it should be yet. Do you, do you have a, a, a feeling right now? I don't know where we should necessarily start comparing it to. I definitely would put it on the top half of the queue. I think that I'm totally fine with that to be in the top half of the queue. I just like I think that there's so many like it's so such a fun little game. It's not super long, so it's not it's not a game that you're gonna sink your teeth into for for the next month. It's not revolutionary in any of the grounds. It's just like I said, it's the most delightful gaming experience that I've had in years. But that's not always what you're looking for. It's just the point no, of experience. But, but it, it's, it's something worth recommending. It's something so what worth... is the exact halfway point? So right now, this will be our 16th game. So right now, right in the middle at number eight is Slay the Spire. Ooh, that's a good spot. to. So do you want to just maybe talk about the two and your experiences <sighs> against each other? My gosh, because it's so hard. My, my comparing gameplay versus comparing just like emotional experience of the games because to me the, the i find the most interesting comparison of the two is that both of these kind of have an intersection of two of the things that matter most to me in my life or which is i love the hobby of board gaming and slay the spire is a board game video game it's just presented very crisply and 
then uh, a short hike is like that adventurous outdoor side of me. And those are just so vastly different. And like there's the community aspect of both that you, they're both more enjoyable when you have community to do them. Oh man, that's, this is already super tough. Yeah, so it, we've mentioned a couple of different times considering Slay the Spire, uh, like even after we finished our episode on Slay the Spire, that both of us were going back and wanting to continue playing Slay the Spire. And I still feel that way. Like, it's like, man, I just want to boot it up and play up. Go, go, on, go on a Slay the Spire run. It's so easy just to do one run. Uh-huh. So I think what I think we should do right now is just bypass the comparison between the two of those and look at Dead Cells, which is right above Slay the Spire right now, number seven, and a short hike. I am changing all of my preconceived notions of because dead cells i just feel like he's on a top tier thing and that's in the that's in the dead middle right now i'm not looking at the key i've not been looking at what our numbers at top half felt right when just saying it but i'm actually comparing it to these games it's like oh man is it really that high because it's, it's such a small experience it is it's a very meaningful experience to me but it's so i think that maybe we're both in that i think as we were talking through this Maybe it shouldn't climb super high, but still we want to express like how. I mean, I think how, we were just gushing about it the whole time. It's very clear that we've loved this game. Yes, but yeah, it. Sometimes I feel like there's this feeling of like being in the, in the top of a list or um, being in the top three or the top half, like has this feeling of like those were oh, the good games are. If you like ranked a movie five stars out of 10 or whatever, five out of 10, that was like a pretty terrible movie. And I think when somebody were to like, if I gave it a five, five out of 10, like that's not very good. So like you but, give it a nine out of 10 and place it in right. last place. It's like, and so oh, I think that weird. that's part of the problem with like a, a ranking system like this is the fact that it's going against each other. These, the games that we have played are probably all in like that, 10, like, from, like, a, maybe the lowest game would be, like, a 6 out of 10, and the top game is a 10 out of 10. And so it's, like, are the games that might be ranked, like, a 7 or an 8 are going to be maybe Towards in the, the bottom, bottom half. Yeah, this is... I think the hard part about our list in our queue is that it's not super well-defined, because we kind of, like, which ones are our favorite has a little bit of a factor, games that we think other people should play, but then... We also don't look, look at necessarily accessibility and like phone games are so much more accessible than console games. But I think both of us hold console games in a little bit higher esteem yeah. than we do mobile games. And then like as far as accessibility goes, this is a, you know, a two to four hour time commitment. It's so easy, you know, regardless of what's going on in your life to just be able to sit down. Whereas something like Hades, which is ranked way at the top of our queue is a crazy huge time commitment to actually get to the point where you're like fully understanding and enjoying the game. And so it's like, that's not an apples to apples comparison of like, okay, do I think you should play it? It's like, one is a much easier sell. Cause it's just like, Hey, this game costs $5 and it'll take you, and four, take you hours. four hours to beat it. It's like, uh, it's not a lot of risk. And it's just like an easy sell in my opinion. Yeah. But that's not necessarily an apples-to-apples apples comparison. And you know what? I think that there's, like, it's okay for our list to be a flawed, imperfect, even though it's very right, um, except for uh, <laughs> Tunic. Well, <laughs> we, can, we can adjust it. 
But I, I think it's okay for us to put a game that's like, oh, this was r- a really enjoyable game to both look at, play, think about, talk about, like all those things and still not be like on the top half of the list. Okay, I am just looking at the, the list actually. And I have two potential spots that I can go for. Okay. And I do not see it. I will not be changed. These are the two spots you can choose to put it Ooh, in. Ooh, okay. An ultimatum he's giving me. You can put it right above Slay the Spire or right below Slay the Spire. You know what? That I, I, I was thinking right below Slay the Spire. Crypt of the Necrodancer is our number nine game right now. And I had a very enjoyable time. I rage quit. The Necrodancer. <laughs> you rage quit. But I, I, I don't feel weird at all putting a short hike above Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, even in my, my own... I don't know if I would personally... Like, I probably enjoyed the gameplay of Crypt of the Necrodancer more. But like just the holistic... All the things we've been talking about with Short Hike. I, it doesn't feel weird at all to me to put it above Crypt of the Necrodancer. But I don't think I can put a Short Hike above Slay the Spire... Partially because of the fact that I keep wanting to go back mm. to Slay the Spire. And uh, that, I feel like it does such a good job of doing a one-player board game. It does. And it's engaging, and it, each run is different, and each run is unique. And some, some things fall apart really quickly. And sometimes it works so perfectly together that you're like... I will never have a run like this ever again. I'm very excited to, in a future episode, dig into that concept of how important replayability or is and how good a game is. Because you keep coming back to the fact that it's replayable and you want to keep experiencing more of Slay the Spire as a reason. I think it's a valid reason that you're, you're bringing it up. But there are some games where you can play through it once and that's it. Mm-hmm. If you play it again, it's not the same. And so I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to that concept. I just want to know that that this is on the horizon. That is a, a topic that we're going to discuss. I have a specific game in mind that I know that it will, will come up. To. And so, uh, but I think that's a perfect spot for it. Right below Slay the Spire. Is that number nine you said? Short Hike would become our new number nine on the queue. Um, I feel like like we, we have our, our list that, that we have access to. We should probably have some type of way to, for other people to see our list, um, considering we have a queue. So uh, I'm asking, we should do that now. That's a good idea for us to do. So maybe by the time that this episode uh, comes out, we'll have some some way in the maybe it's in in our uh, in the just the notes of uh, of the episode that just has the the ranking of the previous. Week. We want to go crazy, make a website or something. Oh, we could use it. We can make a website. <laughs> we could have some cool URL. It's a, it's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> anyways, a short hike, such a pleasant game. Um, and it's getting nice out right now. And after we've talked about it, it's like, man, I just want to go do an adventure. 